Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Descendants. Yes. What What were your initial thoughts of Descendants? Okay, listen. I heard about this movie coming out whenever it was coming out. This came out July 31st, 2015. And the idea of this movie, I love. It's the children of villains, I mean, and, like, the prince and princesses, but they're, like, coming together, going to school together. I think that's a very fun idea. They made it a musical, which was a choice. That was Kenny Ortega's choice. I read it in the IMDb trivia. It originally wasn't a musical, but then Kenny Ortega was like, guys. (laughs) Yeah, Kenny Ortega made a mistake. Oh. I think. I think... If they went harder on the musical, it could have been better. Because there's only, like, what, like, six songs? Yeah. Yeah, There's only six songs. The songs don't do anything for me. They don't have... I mean, the famous people are good singers. The non-famous people are not. The, like, title song, like, the most famous song, is not good because the people in it can't sing. Yeah, so they just had them talk. Like, talk, sing. And even so, it sounds bad. Well, I think there's another version where they have, like, the girls singing the main part, but I guess they all, they had that version in the movie so that they could have the boys singing. Because I feel like I've heard a version of that song where the girls, like, start wailing in the chorus. It's not great. (laughs) <laughs> I think it was a decision to make this a musical, personally. <laughs> and maybe we'll, when we see the other two, that'll there, change my okay, mind. Okay, there is a song in the second movie that I have heard now that it's, like, Halloween. And I think it's a good song. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. There you go. Um, yes, yeah, so this movie was made in 2015. It stars Dove Cameron, who we already met. Listen, we talk about star-studded cast all the time, but, like... This is actually a star-studded cast. My um, cast list takes up a full page. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yes, Dove Cameron, uh, who we already met. Um, I just want to say that I don't know what Dove Cameron looks like now, but in this movie, it didn't look like she had any artificial tan. And as a fellow pale girl, I appreciate the representation. <laughs> there you go. Um, we also have Cameron Boyce, who tragically, as we know, passed away in 2019... Um, it was very sad. Uh, he, his actual, his first role was in That Green Gentleman music video. Yeah, I can't get the disco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went back and I watched it because I was like, I don't, I only remember them like singing in canoes, but he was there. Um, he was also in this movie called Eagle Eye with, uh, Shia LaBeouf, who I won't talk about, and, oh god, what's her name? Michelle Monaghan. Um, I loved that movie for a really long time. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, but, I mean, it was also, like, I don't know, 2009 or something when I saw it. Um, Cameron Boyce was also in Grown Ups. He played Adam Sandler's son. Uh, Jesse, obviously, that's where everyone knows him from as one of the Jesse kids. Uh, he was the voice of Captain Jake and the Neverland Pilots on, like, Disney Junior. Um, he was in this show, like, this short-lived show on Disney Channel, I guess after Jesse, called Gamer's Guide to Pretty Much Everything, and I looked at it, and the description is, a pro gamer must attend regular high school after a thumb injury. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds Cameron tragic. Boyce is very talented, but I don't know if, if this show really showed off <laughs> his skills. Well, yeah, I mean, he was young, so he was on Disney Channel. Yeah, he really had, like, a contract. Had to do whatever they said. Um, he was also in the, the, the HBO miniseries Mrs. Fletcher, and then an indie movie called Runt, which I believe was his last uh, film role. His last role. 
Yeah. Descendants 3 came out after he had died, so I know that, like, for people who really, like, were fans of him and stuff, it was very... Like, grew up during that era. Yeah, yeah. It was very, like, sad to see. I understand. Well, and, like, his castmates, like, truly, it seems like everyone loved him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was, like, so... And I think because it was so sudden, too, like, it was... Yeah, and so young. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, very sad. Sorry yeah. about well, that. Well, it's really sad. It's hard for us to, like, speak on it, because we weren't yeah, watching we, Disney Channel yeah. at the time. I, 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 I remember only... seeing it, and, like, it was yeah. sad, even though I didn't really, I remember, like, like being shocked. I was like, oh, yeah. like, I know that kid. Like, that's the kid from Jesse, and, like, yeah. all these other things he's been. And, like, he was very talented, too. Like, he has a very, um, uh, illustrious, uh, filmography. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was also into the arts. There's, like, the Cameron Boyce Foundation, yeah. I know, is a thing, so. Yeah, I that's see cool. Debbie Ryan. I follow Debbie Ryan on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and then, like, the, the little girl did something on Dancing with the Stars whenever they had to do their, like, special dance. Scotty Jackson? Yeah. (laughs) I think she, like, did something in honor of him. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next we have Boo Boo Stewart. I love Boo Boo Stewart. Boo Boo Stewart is Seth from Twilight. (laughs) Well, he's not in Twilight. He's in Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. I don't think he's in New Moon. He might be. I love Boo Boo Stewart. Because of that character? Uh, yeah, but also, he's just, like, a very attractive man. I also want to say he's in Julie and the Phantoms, which I did eventually watch. It is a very good show. I (laughs) highly recommend if you want, like, a nice, like, feel-good, heartwarming, but also, like, kind of silly and kind of funny. I like musical show. Uh, there's only, like, one season on Netflix so far. Uh, I don't know if it's gotten renewed, but I know there's, like, a very, like, strong fan base for it. Um, I highly recommend Sorry, I have to look up Boo Boo Stewart real quick, because I remember back in the Twilight heyday, there was an article in our local newspaper about him and one of the other people who played uh, one of the werewolves, and no, okay, he's not from here. I guess one of the other werewolves was, like, from here or, like, born here, something like that. It wasn't him, but I just, I remember him because of his name, obviously. Um, no, but he was also in the band T-Squad. Do you remember them? That, well, I saw that. That was the song we were talking about, The Second Star to the Right. We talked yeah. about that a couple weeks ago. We did? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about how it used to play on Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up, because I, like, vaguely remember it. They also sang that song in Jump In that was like, we're going vertical. <laughs> Don't remember that. Um, they also had, like, covers of Parents Don't Understand, or Parents Just Don't Understand, and the Graduation song. But yeah, they were just, like, a band that played on Disney Channel, like, sort of how the Jonas Brothers started, but obviously they did not rise to the same level of success. Well, they're not brothers, and if it's orchestrated by Disney, it's not gonna yeah, have I think, the I same... Yeah, I think it was orchestrated by Disney. Yeah, it's not gonna have the same appeal that... Because one of the other... On one of the would. girls in T-Squad was in one of those, like, uh, like five-minute, like, in-between shows where it's just like, here's what's coming to theaters, Disney Studios. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it was, um... I think it was something that they were thrown together. He was also in the X-Men movies, but I did not watch those. I would suggest uh, looking at his Instagram, at least. It's pretty cool. He does just, like, art stuff on it, basically. But he, like, takes photos, and he does... Well, he used to do, like, these, like, short little videos and stuff. Pretty cool. Nice. He's born in 1995, so it's not weird that I think he's very attractive. (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. Older than me. (laughs) Well, listen, he's in a DCOM in 2015. That's a little concerning. I'm pretty sure they were all adults whenever they filmed this. Cameron Boyce is a little younger, but yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we also have Sophia Carson. Um, this was her first, like, big thing was this movie, um, this series. She was in one of the 
um, Cinderella stories, but, like, after Selena Gomez, so who cares? Yeah, um, after another Cinderella story, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, and then she was also in the Pretty Little Liars spinoff, which I don't think lasted more Again, than, like, ten episodes. doesn't matter. Um, she was also in this movie. Do you remember in, like, July of last year when they were gonna come out with a movie about, in 2024, a pandemic wipes out half the Earth? No. Well, I do, because everyone was like, why the fuck would you do this? I have no it was like the summer of, of 2020, and they're like, hey, let's make a thriller horror about a pandemic, and everyone starred Archie Andrews, and everyone was like, it also starred Sophia Carson. No. But everyone was like, why would you do this? No one wants this right now. Yeah. Nope. Don't remember that. Um, then we have Melanie Paxson, who plays Fairy Godmother. I remember her from Jackson VP, as she played the love interest for True's Boss. Um, she was in, she's been in, like, a bunch of stuff. Drew Carey, Show, CSI, Rules of Engagement, Medium, Last Man Standing, Saving Mr. Banks, Cougar Town, The Real, Neals, and Bones, among others. Um, Keegan, Connor, Tracy, who was a regular in Once Upon a Time, which I did not watch. She was in the Bates Motel. I don't remember who she was. Sorry, Abby. Um, The Magicians at Final Destination 2. Uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson, who plays Cruella, Cruella, she was, she was Miss California in Miss Congeniality, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie so much. Um, she was also, uh, regulars on The Steve Harvey Show and The Game. Um, Evil Queen is played by Queen Kathy Najimy, who we met in, uh, the, the, the Scream team. I almost said Scream Queens. <laughs> she was not in that. No. <laughs> She's too good for that. Oh my god, is she, like, besties with Kenny Ortega? I hope so. How does he get her in all of his shit? <laughs> I hope so. He's, like, her Helena Bowman Carter. Helena Bowman <laughs> Carter for oh, Tim Burton? Yeah. Well, Helena Bowman Carter and Tim Burton were, like, married for a long time. Yeah, well, I guess not that, but you know. No. Um, and lastly, we have, uh, the queen bitch herself, Kristen Chenoweth, who plays Maleficent. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, if you don't know. <laughs> Let me get into it. I am shocked if you don't know. <laughs> yeah. She's literally everywhere. <laughs> she's very famous. Um, she got her first, her first and only Tony for the revival of Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. And then she obviously play, originated the role of Glinda in Wicked. And anytime Wicked gets mentioned now in modern culture, she and Adina are just there to sing for good. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, she was also, she's been in so many, like, movies and TV shows, like, Frasier. She was in Elmo's World, and she's credited as Miss Noodle. Now, I remember Mr. Noodle, right? You open the door, he's like, guy with the crazy hair, and Elmo's like, Mr. Noodle. I don't remember Miss Noodle. Um, Alana also played Miss Noodle. Alana Glazer? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did Mr. Noodle have a wife? Well, I don't know, but why are there two? I don't know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe know. she's their daughter. <laughs> I, I think we aged out of it before they brought in more of the Noodle family. Yeah. Because I only remember Mr. I Noodle. I only know that Alana was in it because I'm on a Broad City Facebook group, and someone was like, I'm watching this with my kids, and I saw Alana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that for them. Um, Kristen Chenoweth was in TV movies of Annie and the Music Man, uh, the Bewitched movie, The Pink Panther. She's in the Robin Williams movie, RV, which is the first time I ever saw her in anything. <laughs> Uh, she played, uh, Jeff Daniels' wife. Um, she yodeled. <laughs> uh, she was a series regular in the last two seasons of The West Wing. Um, she was in the movie Stranger Than, Fix Stranger Than Fiction, uh, Ugly Betty, Four Christmases, Pushing Daisies, for which she won an Emmy. 
Um, she was in the movie You Again, which I know I've seen, but I don't remember her in it. I don't remember her in that either. I just... Yeah, because oh, it was Kristen Bell, Jamie Lee Curtis, Betty White. Just kidding. I was thinking of Home Again. <laughs> but I have no. seen You Again as well. Yeah. Um, Hot in Cleveland, The Good Wife, Glee, for which she was nominated for an Emmy. Um, Hairspray Live, Younger, My Little Pony, The Movie, Mom, Bojack Horseman. Recently, she's been in Schmigadoon. But she was also in this short-lived show called Trial and Error, which I will forever be angry that it got canceled. It was a mockumentary-style TV show, but of a, like, New York City lawyer working a case, like a true crime case, in a small town. Um, it was very good. I think it failed because it was only on NBC. They didn't do a lot to push it, and it didn't get, it didn't live anywhere on streaming services after it got canceled. They brought in Christian Chenoweth in the second season because their, like, main person that the guy was defending in the first season was John Lithgow, so they had to get a new case, and Christian Chenoweth was in the second one. It was a great show if you watch it. If you like, um, anything, like, NBC comedy, mockumentary, Mike Schur style, I highly recommend it. I thought it was great. It also had, um... Um, Emma Pillsbury from Glee and Sherry Shepard and I'm very sad that it got cancelled when it did and that's all I have for people besides the fact that it was directed by Kenny Ortega but we've talked about him yeah we've talked about the Kenny <laughs> <laughs> this is not his best work for the Disney Channel mm, no <laughs> yeah he tried to do something for the younger generations and I mean they liked it from what I can tell there's fucking three of them so yeah <laughs> yeah uh, okay, let's, let's, uh, begin. Yes. So we begin with Mal, narrating. Which is Malefic Maleficent's daughter. Yeah, all the parents gave their children names that are just shortened versions of their own names. Yeah, so that makes it very confusing for taking notes for our purposes. Yeah, so Mal's daughter is- You can't even shorten fucking Maleficent. Yeah, no! <laughs> <laughs> Mal's daughter is Maleficent, Evil Queen's daughter is Evie, Jafar's son is Jay, and Cruella's son is Carlos, which is, like, the most distinction is Cruella and Carlos. And you know what else? Listen, I want to know, where are their other parents? Yeah, how did they come to be? Where are we their- don't, We don't know anything about how, I, like, the natural process of life. Like, because <laughs> all of the, the, like, heroes, we'll call them, like, the prince and princesses already Yeah, they have, all get together. They already have their, like, significant others. What about the villains? I, d I don't know. Yeah, so. It's never explained. Kenny? Maybe there's just, like, some, it was, like, an immaculate consumption. <laughs> I don't think so. Of evil forces. I think all of them just have, like, stay-at-home spouses. Do you think, um, because, okay, so, like, we'll get to it later, but, like, they all live on this outcasted island. Do you think that, um... In the eyes of the Auradon Island, they would have loose morals, so they just never know who the parents of their children are. No, I think they all have, like, a stay-at-home parent, but the, it's the beta parent, so they don't care about them. <laughs> They're not the, the girl boss parent. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, anyway, Mao is narrating. Um, she says that Belle married Beast 20 years ago, and Beast united all the kingdoms to become the United States of Auradon. And... In that, he exiled all the villains to the Isle of Lost with a magical barrier where there's no Wi-Fi, no magic, and supposedly no way out. Yeah, which first of all, can we talk about how fucked up this is? They're supposed yeah. to be the good guys, and they're just throwing all these people on an island, and they're like, fuck you. 
They're like, <laughs> this is, we need to have a conversation about prison reform. No, That's yeah. what this movie is about. <laughs> no, reha- no chance for rehabilitation. Yeah, like, they're just stuck there forever. It takes- and all their kids. There's a, this is a highly populated island, as we can see. Who are all these other people? Well, exactly. It takes- Like, I, instead of prison, like, you do one thing wrong, you're just exiled to the island. Right, so Belle and Beast, their son, Ben, is 16. He's about to be crowned king. And he tells his parents, he's like, hey, my first declaration is going to be to let the kids from the Isle of Lost come here to go to school because they didn't do anything bad. Yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. I was like, is this a thinly veiled metaphor for, like, dreamers? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And his he's parents. Like the, par- like, the kids were born there. They're there from the choices of their parents. Yeah. <laughs> and his parents, who are, again, supposed to be the good guys, are like, whoa, I don't know. That seems like a bad idea. A, a lot could go wrong. He's like, it's fine. We're just going to start with four of them. Yeah, I've already chosen them. The kids of Cruella, Jafar, Evil Queen, and Maleficent. <gasps> But Maleficent is the most evil villain in all the land. Also, I feel like they would be more concerned. Well, I guess Beast is like the villain of his story, so I guess they don't really have him. Like a be- Gaston, was he a villain? I don't know. I feel like Gaston is definitely still there, <laughs> like in their land. Um, yeah, she's like they never did anything wrong, and Dad's just like, okay, well, I guess we'll do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can be king at 16. Again, this is, like, supposed to be modern day. Why is this allowed? I don't know. So, anyway, we cut to the Isle of Lost. Um, Mal, we see, is spray-painting this little emblem that says, Long Live Evil. She's joined by Jafar, like, J, E, V, and Carlos, and they all sing the song Rotten to the Core. Which would be a good song if they could sing. Yeah, because, like, the whole chorus is they're just like, I'm rotten to the core. It's bad. It's bad. Um, yeah. They basically sing about how they all love being evil. They're all, like, street smart, and they run this place, and there's a dance number. Yeah, they just run through the city causing havoc, which, also, is there, like, a hierarchy of evil? Like, how bad of a thing do you have to do to get sent to the Isle of the Lost? I don't know. You know what I mean? Are the stepsisters there? I don't know. We don't see them. (laughs) Maybe we'll find them, we'll see them in the next movie. Maybe Cinderella will get answered. Maybe Cinderella forced them to be slaves for her in there, in their kingdom. I wouldn't doubt it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we get that number, and. Yeah, uh, Maleficent arrives after that, and she basically tells Mal, she's like, I want you to be truly evil like me. And she's like, oh, by the way, you've been chosen to go to Oridon. And all the kids are like, ew, we don't want to go there with all the preppy princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Maleficent says that it's it's their only choice for world domination, so they have to go. Yeah, so back in, like, Maleficent's office, the whole gang is there. And she explains that they're going to find Fairy Godmother's wand and bring the magic and bring it back to her so that they can rule everyone. Yeah, because with the power of the the wand and her cipher that she has, scepter, scepter, <laughs> uh, yeah, she can rule the world essentially. Yeah, the evil queen tells Evie that she needs to find a rich prince with a big castle. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos, we learn, is terrified of dogs because of all the terrible things that his mother told him about dogs. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Jay's thing is that he steals a bunch of stuff and Jafar is, like, a merchant. Yeah, like, for his dad. Jay, Jafar is basically like, you can't go. I need you to get our goods. Which is basically the same thing that Aladdin was. He's a street rat. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Um, yeah, Maleficent, like, rallies everyone. She's like, we're gonna get our revenge, guys. And, um, they give Evie a magic mirror to help her find things, like a little pocket-sized magic mirror. Um, Maleficent gives Mal a spell book, uh, which will work in Oradonna, doesn't work here. And fuck the boys, they don't get anything from their parents. Because then the car arrives to take the kids, and before they leave, Maleficent tells Mal that everything rests on her shoulders. No pressure. 
so they're in the car. They safely pass through the magic barrier. Yeah. And they arrive at Oridon Prep to a warm welcome. They're greeted by Headmistress Fairy Godmother, Prince Ben, and his girlfriend, Audrey. Uh, we learn that Audrey is the daughter of Sleeping Beauty, which is very awkward for Mal. Well, yeah, because she's like, oh, it's no big deal that your mother tried to murder my mom and BD. And Mal was like, well, you know, your grandparents could have invited my mom to your stupid-ass christening <laughs> and, like, avoided this whole goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Ben and Audrey begin their tour. Uh, the statue of the king morphs from beast to man. Yeah, which, again, like... The morality of what Beast did to Belle yeah, by itself. Like, you're not a good person. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. So how did he become the ruler of this land? Yeah, I don't know why he's the one. It's just because he's rich. Again, we're, it's just more commentary on society, I think. <laughs> That's what we're getting here. Yeah, like, Cinderella and Prince Charming, they don't get... I mean, like, they're they're all, like, have, like, royal blood. But I don't know... I what mean, about Mulan? Like, part of the... Our Oridon government? <laughs> Mulan should be the fucking ruler. Maybe one of them's like the prime minister. Mulan <laughs> should be the ruler. We meet her daughter later. Where is she? Yeah, I don't know. We, yeah, we need to get Mulan in here. Yeah. <laughs> She'll solve everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, ben and Audrey then leave them with Doug, who is Dopey's son. Yeah. And so even, like, the children see... of the dwarves are here, too. Yeah. and Well, because they're not evil, I guess. I guess. Uh, we immediately see that Doug, like, has a crush on Evie, but we'll, we'll get more into it. Yeah, but it. Doug's very dorky. Yeah. Because he's dopey son. Yeah. So whenever they get back to, they get, like, to their dorms, because this is a boarding school, Jay has immediately been stealing stuff, but Mal's just like, why are you doing that? Just wait till we take over the world, like, and then you can have whatever you want. We have a mission. We have to prove ourselves to our parents. Yeah. And so she's upset that no one is taking it as seriously as she is. But, like, again, a lot of this is her mother is Maleficent, and she's like, this is all on you. Yeah, the other parents don't seem to really care. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Evie asks the magic mirror where the wand is, and we learn that it's in the Museum of Cultural History, which, honestly, that would be a kick-ass museum to go to. Seems very interesting to me. Uh, yeah, so they all leave to go there. It's they... night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they, they're able to leave campus. Especially because earlier, Fairy Godmother's like, oh, you like, you know how I am about curfews. Like, yeah, PCA had a curfew. Yeah, there's no, like, magical barrier around the campus. Yeah, they just leave at night. They go to the musical. Museum. Uh, <laughs> they go to the museum. I have, sorry, musical song on the side here. Um, um, yeah, they find a, they're watching a security guard who's watching a feed of, like, all of the most precious uh, items. So there's, like, tri there's King Trident's Trident. There's the rose in the glass, there's the glass slipper, there's a genie lamp, and behind him is sits the spindle. So Mal uses her spell book to make the guard prick his finger and go to sleep so that, um, and then they use another spell to unlock the door so they can just walk on by. Uh, they find wax statues of their parents looking menacing. Yeah. It's like the gallery of villains, and there's just, like, wax statues. Yeah, it's just, like, a little small Madame Tussauds here. I don't know who designed this museum. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, they all, like, see their parents, and I think it's, again, a reminder of, like, ooh, we gotta be evil like our parents. Because they're real fucking evil. Yeah, so they're all about to go the, to the next place, but Mal, like, stays back, and she's, like, looking at her mom again. And then we get a musical number. We get a musical number called Evil Like Me. It's very... 
very Broadway. I That's think, what I said. Very musical. I think they brought in Kristen Chenoweth and then wrote this song exactly. for her. It's very fun. See, I think Kenny Ortega was like, I bet I can get some musical people in here. And then was like, all right, it's a musical now. This is the only song that I actually, like, remember how it goes. Uh, yeah. You wanna be evil like me. Yeah, so Mal and her mother, her statue comes to life, not, it's just for the it's song. It's sort of like in Mal's imagination. Yeah, it's, it's a musical, so, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's all about, like, how Mal's gonna follow in her mother's footsteps, um, and then, uh, Mal snaps out of it whenever Evie comes to grab her because they found the wand. So the wand is, like, floating in this magical cylinder. Mm-hmm. Jay goes to grab it, but he gets knocked back by the barrier and sets off the alarm and wakes up the guard. Yeah, which fucking obviously. <laughs> you think it's just gonna be, like, sitting there for you to take? Maybe they don't have museums in the Isle of Lost. <laughs> They're just stupid. Do they not have school at all? I'm sorry for them. I don't think them. so. Yeah, they shouldn't. They need school. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they were smart enough to know that that's a magical barrier that's gonna set off the alarm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they run away before the guard sees them. Um, yeah, Carlos is able to, like, pick up the phone and tell head security that it's false alarms. So and he turns, yeah, it. turns off the alarm. Yeah, so they're in class the next day in Remedial Goodness 101, taught by Fairy Godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane, Fairy Godmother's daughter, enters for her to sign a permission slip, and Jane is terrified to be around all the evil kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to, uh... Which I, okay, also, I thought it's weird that they named her Jane, because... I guess we don't know Fairy Godmother's name, but it just seems weird to me. Because then there's also, like, Tarzan and Jane. Why are we repeating names? Oh, I, yeah. So, anyway. I never forgot about them. Where's Tarzan and Jane in this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. All of these stories take place in different times. How are they all still alive? I don't know. Yeah, they all just happen. They're, like, all <laughs> just happened at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't make like, sense. Like, going to the bomb and like, oh, did you hear about Aurora? <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> Yeah, um, so Carlos and, uh, Jay are in, are, like, trying out for whatever sport they play. They call it, they keep calling it tourney. It's never explained. It's sort of, like, lacrosse and also, like, rugby. (laughs) Yeah, they have sticks and a ball and they have to score. Yeah, Jay is killing it. Uh, Boo Boo Stewart is actually, like, a real martial artist, so they have a lot of his, like, cool moves in there, but Carlos is not. Um, the coach immediately accepts Jay on the team, and Ben agrees to, like, teach him the rules, because Jay is very aggressive out on the field. Yeah. Um, Ben approaches Mal at her locker, and, who, that she, like, spray-painted, like, Long Live Evil. It's, like, sort of a thing that, like, Mal's an artist, but it's never really expanded on. Yeah, I think we might get more into that in the second one. They yeah. Would, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he just, like, tells her to sign up for art, because then Mal follows Jane into the bathroom, and to manipulate her. Yeah. She's like, oh, I was just kind of looking for a friend. Uh, Jane compliments Mal's hair, because, again, she's terrified and, like, trying to seem very nice and stuff. And so Mal's like, oh, I can fix your hair, and does a spell on her to give her... It's just, like, longer and curly. Yeah. There was nothing Jane, wrong with her hair yeah, to Jane begin with. Yeah, Jane has a bob, but it doesn't look bad. <laughs> and you could just let it grow out if you didn't like the length. Yeah, but Jane's like, can you fix my nose, too? Yeah, she suddenly wants a fucking nose job. (laughs) And Mal's like, oh. She's like, well, that level of magic requires a wand. Um, And Jane is like, well, my mom believes that real magic is education. Well, and she's like, yeah, my mom doesn't use her wand anymore. And she's like, really? Your mom used her wand for Cinderella, but not for you? Yeah, she's like, wasn't even her real daughter. Does she even love you? (laughs) She literally says that. I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's just the most evil thing that she does the entire time. Again, more commentary. She's just tearing a woman down. Right. (laughs) 
Um, so she's, so Jane is like, well, if I can convince my mom to use magic to make me pretty, like Cinderella, um, then I'll invite you to watch because you're you my friend help now. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mal's basically like, well, you're not pretty, but like your mom could make you pretty with magic. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's like, she doesn't love you if she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then we cut to Evie's in science class. She has a crush on Chad, who is... Prince Charming and Cinderella's son. He would absolutely be named Chad. That checks out. And he would absolutely <laughs> act like this. He would definitely be a Chad. <laughs> yeah. So she's in class. She's sitting by Doug. It's science class. Um, she's, like, talking to Doug and not really paying attention to what's going on. So the teacher calls on her, and she has to go up to the board. She asks Magic Mirror to give her the right answer, and it does. And so she, like, writes it, and she's like, hmm, I'm smart or whatever. But she's able to hide from the teacher. Yeah. Um, and so whenever Chad sees this happen, he's like, oh, like, she's smart. Hmm. Yeah, um, so then we cut to Ben having Carlos do sprints, but then he keeps running because this little dog is chasing after him into the forest. Um, oh, wait, also, th- sorry, back in class, Chad hands Evie a note that says, meet me under the bleachers at three. Under the bleachers? What? <laughs> That's where people go to hook up. Yeah? I thought. <laughs> in Mad, in this not villain, in the hero school, do they not hook up in the hero school? Not on the Disney Channel. <laughs> Kenny Ortega knew what he was doing there. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, Carlos so, is being chased by the dog. Yeah, he uh, goes into the forest and climbs a tree, but Ben shows him that there's nothing to be scared of. So Carlos overcomes his fear of dogs, and that's his entire storyline for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, he, he holds the dog in every single scene from the, the here on out. The dog named Dude. He is the campus mutt, as they call him. <laughs> and now it's just Carlos's pet. <laughs> yeah, and then we're done. We don't ever have Carlos really do anything after that. Yeah, so... Uh, but Ben, um, who sort of sees that Carlos has always been scared of dogs, like, well, that's just what my mom told me, like, we don't have nice dogs. He sort of sees, like, what life was like on the island for them. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Evie and Chad under the bleachers, and he's just like, will you do my homework for me? Well, yeah, she tries to impress him by, like, being like, oh, yeah, I have the magic mirror, like, I she's can like, do whatever. I'm not, I'm not smart, I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, let me use it. He literally, like, takes it and tries to use it, and he's like, it doesn't work. And she's like, it only works for me. Fuck off. <laughs> but he, he's like, okay, well, like, will you do my homework for me? Well, and yeah. He, no, he also manipulates her. He's like, oh my yeah. god, we could, like, hang out sometime, but I, I'm so busy. Like, if you could do my homework, then, like, we could probably date. And she's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, so she agrees. He leaves, and Doug, who was sitting there eavesdropping because he has a crush on Evie, um, he just basically asks her out, and he's like, will you go to the coronation with me? Well, because Evie was asking Prince Charming about the wand. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, hey, um, I know that the wand is used in uh, Ben's coronation coming up. Will you go with me? And yeah. she doesn't really give an answer, but she yeah. smiles. She's just like, thanks for the info. Yeah, so Jane, Mal, and Evie are back in the dorms talking about boys. Uh, Mal says that boys are a waste of time. And uh, Jane says that her mom says that boys who can't see inner beauty aren't worth it. It's very true. Very godmother. <laughs> yeah, but she's annoyed because obviously that can't be true. Yeah, Evie starts rushing to finish Chad's homework. Um, and then Mulan's daughter Lonnie well, enters. Okay, also at this point, Mal says that boyfriends are overrated and a waste of time. 
And I agree. It's, yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, so this is whenever Lonnie, Mulan's daughter, introduces herself, and she's like, can I have a makeover, too? Like, can you do my hair? <laughs> Here, I'll pay you. Lonnie also just, like, has a bob. <laughs> well, yeah, and so, uh, th- she wants cool hair. That's what she says. She's like, I want cool yeah. hair. Like you. So Mal uses a different spell to give her cool hair. Yeah, it goes from black to, like, a light brown and curly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, whenever Lonnie's looking in the mirror, she's like, wow, I look cool. And then, she rips like, her skirt. Rips a slit in her skirt. Yeah, to be cooler. And then Jane does the same thing. And they're yeah. like, oh my god. What? I don't understand the point of that. Me either. <laughs> um, so, the coach of the sports team is talking to Jay. And Jay uh, sort of explains that he plays the way he does because he spent his whole, his whole life defending himself. And the coach explains how to play as a team. Yeah, one of the things Jafar said to Jay before he left was, there's no team in I. So he is very the opposite of, like, you just do what you need to do for yourself. So yeah. he's having to unlearn that. Yeah. Um, so Jay meets all the kids in the dorm. Uh, Mal is freaking out about, uh, trying to finish the task of finding the magic wand. And Evie's like, oh, by the way, the wand is used at coronation. Um, so Ben, like, knocks on their door to check in on them. And Mal is like, hey, um, at your coronation, can we just, like, sit up front next to Fairy Godmother and her wand? And he's <laughs> like, oh, sorry, the only people who sit up front are me, my parents, and my girlfriend. And so Mal's like... I'm gonna be your girlfriend. <laughs> Time to make a love spell. Yeah, so they all go into the kitchen to make a love potion. Uh, but one of the ingredi- ingredients is a tear of human sadness, to, to clarify. Yeah, they're like, here, like, cut onions. And I was like, I've never cried, so how does this work? <laughs> yeah, none of them have ever cried. And so that's whenever Lonnie comes in and she's like, oh, hey, are these cookies, can I have some? So she tries to use it, or she'd like taste the batter, but obviously doesn't have the tear yet, so it doesn't work. And so, uh, she Yeah, so over. Lonnie, Lonnie's like, oh, like, I could use chocolate chips. And they're all like, what? And she, <laughs> she's like, you've never had chocolate chips from your loving parent when you're sad to make you feel better? And it's so warm and gooey and tastes like love? And they're all like, no. <laughs> and yeah. then Lonnie literally goes, I just saw it. even villains love their kids. <laughs> and she sheds a single tear. Well, all of them look sad at this, but like, oh shit, do our parents not love us? Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that- yeah, Lonnie's the Should one to cry. to, like, have, have had a loving child? <laughs> yeah, so Lonnie cries a tear. Mal grabs it, puts it in the They're like, okay, panel. bye, Lonnie, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and she leaves. Yeah, so the next day we see that Mal has done all the girls' hair because they'd, they'd seen what she'd done with Lonnie and Jane. Um, Jane, Jane, no, Jay. Jay asks Mal if, like, oh, like, you sure, like, this is a good idea? And Mal's just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, Aubrey, or Audrey, which Audrey. is, Audrey is complaining to Ben about how Mal is fixing everyone's hair, and if everyone else is pretty, then she's gonna be less pretty by comparison, and that's not okay with her. She says, it's gateway magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Audrey leaves, and, uh, Mal approaches Ben, and she's like, hey, like, I got some delicious cookies for you, and Ben's like, oh, I got a big game today, I can't eat any cookies, um, and Mal, like, manipulates him. She's Again. Like, she, she's very good at this. <laughs> well, yeah. She's like, oh, well, I see. You're just not gonna take cookies from one of the evil kids. I get it. I get how you feel. Yeah. And, like, Ben's been, like, their number one proponent. So, like, he obviously does not want it to seem like he's not supporting them. So he's like, okay, fine, I'll take a, I'll take a cookie. Yeah. So he takes one, and then he just immediately falls in love with Mal. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to the game. There's less than a minute left, and the game is tied. Um, Jay encourages Carlos to go in, even though he's not very good. 
Uh, but Jay has now learned what team means, so he's going to have everyone play. Um, the whole team works together to win. Uh, they set up Ben for, a, like Jay and Carlos set up Ben to shoot the winning goal. And so afterwards, everyone's cheering. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Ben grabs the mic from the announcer and professes his love for Mal with the song, Did I Mention? Yeah. Audrey runs off crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never broke up with her. <laughs> no, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he sings the song. It's very, like, 10 Things I Hate About You, sort of, but not as charming. Um, <laughs> this song, though, was written by Adam Schlesing Schlesinger. Uh, Adam Schlesinger uh, was a songwriter. He was in uh, Fountains of Wayne, and he wrote That Thing You Do, as in, like, the song for the movie. Um, and then he went on to be a songwriter for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, which, if you've never seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but you love Bo Burnham, you're sexist. Sorry, I hate to tell you. That's not the reason why. If you like <laughs> Bo Burnham, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was so brilliant. Adam Schlesinger helped wrote, like, three to four new songs per episode, which was wild. It's great. Uh, Rachel Bloom is hilarious. If you've never seen it, watch it. Um, Adam Schlesinger, unfortunately, passed away last year because of COVID, which is really sad. Um, so... It, he wrote, did I mention, so I thought I'd call it out. Yep. Um, ben goes into the stands to kiss Mal, but she rejects it. Um, Audrey walks up and she's like, I'm dating Chad now. Um, yeah, which from the beginning, there were like little signs that like, oh, Chad had a thing for Audrey, which like makes sense, like Aurora's daughter and sleeping and Cinderella's son. So. Yeah, Evie is kind of hurt, but Mal turns to her and she's like, bitch, you don't need, an, you don't need no man to make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jay is named MVP of the game, so that's fun. They all cheer for him, and, uh, Ben invites Mal to, like, go to coronation with him. Uh, we cut to class, and the teacher has confiscated the magic mirror from Evie, and he's like, if you don't pass this test without this, then you're expelled for cheating. Yeah, well, he's immediately, like, um... Uh, he's, yeah, he's like, well, I guess, like, I have to expel you, but Doug stands up for her. Yeah. He's like, well, she hasn't had the mirror all test, and, uh, I think if she, like, passes it, then she'll be fine. Yeah, um, and Chad was also the one who tattled on her, of course. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, he hates Evie, even though she just did all of his homework. Yeah, that I don't really understand sense. the flip there. Well, Chad didn't like the evil kids to begin with, so now that Ben is, like, getting more into them, I think he's really pushing back. I think Chad's in love with Ben, but Makes sense. that's a story for another movie. Um, so, at lunch, after class, Evie shows Doug that she passed the test, um, and they're, they start to, like, really get along. Yeah, um, and she realizes, oh, I can be smart and pretty. And boys will still like me. Are we still having this conversation in 2015? <laughs> Are we still having this conversation in 2021? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any young children. I don't... <laughs> also, just, I never thought that as a young child to begin with. It doesn't make sense. Why would you want to be less My smart than you are? My mindset as a child was, I must be smarter than everyone and everyone needs to know it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why, like, that would be a thing. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I, I feel know like we've talked about this I before. I mean, men are very insecure and, like, fragile. That, oh, that I, um, there was an episode of The Big Bang Theory that my parents were watching, um, <laughs> where it's, like, a joke that Amy and Bernadette, the wives of Sheldon and Howard, 
downplay their successes because Amy and Bernadette are also both scientists. Amy's a neuroscientist and uh, Bernadette is a microbiologist. They downplay like their successes and like how how like much money they make and stuff because it makes their husbands insecure and it's supposed to be a joke. Like the laugh track keeps going off. And I remember sitting there like yelling at the TV. I'm like, this is not okay. This is not funny. And my parents are just like, oh, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Like, it's not saying that guys aren't smart, but why why should girls pretend to be less smart to make I a feel, guy feel more secure? I feel like we've talked secure? about I don't know which movie it was. But no, I we definitely that. have, because this is a common theme that they keep doing. Which, okay. like, maybe this was a thing in the fucking 90s. I don't know. I don't get I it. I was barely there. I don't get it. I was barely learning. I was learning to think. And I was like, oh, I have to, like, pretend like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Evie is very happy that she can be pretty and smart. Yeah, but anyway, she's sitting there talking with Doug. Um, Mal approaches, and she's freaking out because Ben asked her out on a date. I don't know why she's freaked out, because he, she already gave him the love potion, so anything that she does, he'll still love. Well, I think she's kind of nervous. This is showing that, like, oh, she kind of does like Ben. She's like a just little like, vulnerable. Yeah, So we cut to, own. like, back in the dorm, Evie is finishing Mal's makeup, and Mal sort of, like, starts admitting all of her insecurities. She's just like, I just need to do, I just want to make my mom proud. Um, Mal is impressed with how she looks, uh, with her makeup done, and then Ben arrives to pick her up. So, they go through the woods on a moped, they cross a bridge, they arrive at this, like, magical gazebo picnic. Yeah, they have this moment, and they eat lunch together, and Ben's like, I want to learn more about you. And so, she's like, tell me about yourself, and Mal just says really, like, basic, like, surface level stuff, because she's like, I'm not gonna tell this random guy about myself. Uh, yeah, so Ben's like, you know, you don't have to be like your parents. Like, I don't really believe you're evil. Um, so then Ben decides to go swimming, but Mal refuses because she doesn't know how to swim. So instead, she sings about her feelings in a song called If Only. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like she's falling for him, but she doesn't want to disappoint her mom. Yeah, so it's like, should I choose to be good or should I choose my mom? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, you don't owe your mom anything. She's a terrible person. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like the classic, not classic, but it's like, oh, should I choose my boyfriend or my family? And most and of the time- Most of the time, you choose, choose your family. family. This time- But her mother is literally Maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> this this time, time, not so much. <laughs> um, so she gets done singing and she looks around and Ben has disappeared. So she gets into the water. She's like, where the fuck did you go? Yeah. Uh, but she can't swim, so she, like, immediately starts drowning. Yeah, and so then Ben comes up and saves her. Yeah. Yeah, so she's mad yeah, at him. So she's upset. Like, she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's like, oh, you don't know how to swim? And she's like, no. And he's like, you jumped in the water after me, even though you don't know how to swim? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, so Ben's like, you know, I said I love you. Do you love me too? It's been a day, oh, Ben. God. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I don't I don't know what, what love feels like. And so he's like, oh, maybe I can teach you. Yeah. It's still way too early. <laughs> ben. Yeah. I get that you're into her love potion, but at this point, <laughs> never, we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll, we'll get more, back to it. yeah. Okay, so we're back in remedial goodness class. Um, uh, it, Parents weekend is coming up, but obviously their parents cannot come because they will wreak havoc on everyone. Yeah. So they've arranged for a video chat. Um, which I thought Kristen Chenoweth was pretty funny in this. Like, well, they start, like, they, like, turn on the video chat. It's very, like, old parents, like, trying to figure it out. Well, they so. don't have, like, computers or stuff. Yeah, so and Kristen Chenoweth's, like, the lost. like, eye up to the screen. They're all just like, what? What? I can't see. I can't see. What? What? What's it doing? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so, and then all the parents just start, like, taunting Fairy Godmother. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, well, Fairy Godmother. Fairy Godmother is there to, like, moderate, make sure they're not talking about evil the whole time, so they can't, like, outright talk about anything that's going on, but Maleficent is like, oh, Mal, I can't wait to see you again. When will I see you again? She's like, <clears throat> did that thing that we talked about, is that, is that coming along? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Mal's just like, I think we'll see you sometime after the coronation on Friday. Yeah, and then Cruella sees Carlos holding a dog, um, and she's like, oh my god, uh, that's going to be great as a fur coat, and Carlos is like, oh my god, never. He's like, this is my pet. He's like, this is my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jay goes to turn off the chat, and they're all just like, well, what do you think's gonna happen if we don't get this wand? And Mal says that they're goners if they don't do it. Well, before that, after they turn off the chat, Fairy Godmother, like, apologizes to them, and I think she was kind of, like, dubious of them at first, too, but she realizes that, like, they are children. Right. And, like, it's not their fault that their parents are the way they are. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, so, the gang is planning for the heist, and none, none of them really seem too happy about it. Um, Evie sees Mal looking at directions to break Ben's love spell, and uh, she's like, you know, like, when the villains come and you ruin everything and all that is good, I think, uh, Ben still unwittingly being in love with me is just a little extra. Well, yeah, she calls it cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all the kids are having trouble sleeping, um, Mal is making her anti-love potion, and she's actually crying because she's sad this time so she can use the tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day, Ben welcomes the parents to family day with an acapella be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Um, the gang arrives, Carlos is still holding the dog. Yeah. Um, Ben tells his parents that he's dating Mal. Um, I like to point out that Mal is wearing blue. Her normal color scheme, color scheme is purple, green, and pink, but she's wearing a little blue in this outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, Belle and Beast are not impressed, but they invite her and all the friends to lunch. Um, so Mal meets, uh, this old woman. And they're talking, they're having a good time, but then we realize that this is Sleeping Beauty's mother, aka the woman who did not invite Maleficent to her daughter's christening and started this whole bullshit to begin with. Yeah, which again, I think this is very much a moment where you're like, you're supposed to read more into this the older you are, because uh, she starts like having an argument about like, how is she even here? How is Mal allowed here? Like, brings over yeah. Ben, Beauty well, Grandma- and the Beast. Or Grandma, Sleeping Beauty's mom is like, my daughter had to be raised by fairies. I missed everything growing up. And I'm like... Bitch, listen. This spe- I looked this up because I was confused. I was like, the spell said that Aurora wouldn't die until she was 16. You could have been there. No one was going to touch her during that time. Like, you could have sent her to the woods when she turned 15. And also, like, at least you're still alive. At least she was raised by people who loved her. At least she was right. not thrown to an aisle alone. Exactly. Away she from had everyone. three motherly fairies keeping her, giving her good food. A roof over her head. Yeah, it all worked out for you in the end. It's fine. (laughs) And, like, what? She was asleep for, like, a day. Well, yeah, and so she's one of those old people who's like, these people need to be left. They need to get out of here immediately. And, like I said, she definitely could have raised Sleeping Beauty. Well, she's just, like, instigating shit. Like, starting shit. She, again, they had, like, a conversation before she realized. Mal tries to apologize, but but then Audrey's like, no. And Chad's like, go away. Yeah, and so Ben, like, stands up for them, and they're like, we think it's better if all of you leave. So the four of them just fucking leave, and Ben, like, tries to follow after yeah, them. Yeah, Chad yells at them. He's like, you're nothing but the products of your parents. And then he's like, Mal, like, you stole Audrey's boyfriend. Jay enjoys hurting people, and Evie is nothing but a gold digger and a cheater. 
Um, so, yes. They have nothing bad to say about Carlos. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, because he loves dogs now. Um, yeah, Ben still believes it's not their fault. And that's what Beast says to him. No, son. It's your fault. Again. Excuse me? <laughs> this is a classic case of who are the real villains in this exactly. story? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, like I said, Ben so tries not to... Only, yeah, so not only is everyone angry at all the evil kids, they're all angry at Ben, too. Yeah, Ben tries to go and, like, talk to the kids and comfort them, but they very obviously just kind of, like, want to be left alone because he's not helping anyone in this situation. Yeah, he's like, everyone will be okay after coronation. And then uh, Doug comes up to talk to Evie. He's trying to be like, like, hey, like, I'm sorry about what happened, but Chad yells at him. And Doug, who does not have much of a spine. Poor kid. I don't blame him. Yeah, but he just goes over there. Like, they're not nice to him. No. Why is he doing that? I don't. Yeah. I don't I, he's, he's still coming into his own. Yeah. <laughs> he's dopey. Give him a break. Yeah. Um. So Audrey taunts Mal with Jane. Jane joins in. Yeah. Um, Mal undoes Jane, Jane's hair spell, which disgusts everyone. Her hair is no longer long and curly. It's a, it's a bob. And it wasn't that long to begin with. It was, like, a couple inches longer. No. Um, Mal threatens another spell before everyone runs away, and now they're all reinvigorated to steal the wand again. Yeah. Um, so the parent, we cut to the coronation. Uh, all the evil parents are watching it on TV. Snow White is working the red carpet coverage. Um, and that she checks out. I think that she would be I, I thought that a too. TV personality. <laughs> uh, it's no um, Joan Rivers in Shrek 2. <laughs> um, she also insults Jane's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, like, that's a child, Snow White. Fuck yeah. Off. Um, ben arrives in a carriage with Mal. Uh, Mal gives him a cookie to eat for later uh, after the coronation, but he eats it now. And Mal's like, wait, what? And Ben's like, oh, listen, I knew I was under a spell. Whenever I took a swim in the Enchanted Lake, it wore off. Yeah, he basically says, like, I knew that you were good because you jumped in to try and save me, even though, like, you can't swim. You endangered yourself for me. Yeah, he's like, I get it. You were just insecure because I was with Audrey and you thought we could never be together. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, I've liked you all along and, like, I wasn't pretending after the spell wore off. Yeah. Um, Snow White says, Evie designed Mal's gown and Evil Queen is very proud. Mm-hmm. Um, Mal is escorted away by the usher as Ben enters the chapel. Carlos is still holding his dog. Mm-hmm. Um, ben walks down the aisle... And uh, down to Fairy Godmother and his parents. Uh, so we get this whole ceremony of fairies. This is basically a church. So, like, yeah. picture it. They're at, like, the altar of the church. The front of but the church. But it's also, it's also, like, in the center. It looks like it's in the center. Yeah. It's, like, in a castle. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, so Fairy Godmother crowns him and she grabs her wand. But then the wand is grabbed and the magical barrier is broken. Yeah. Like, somebody is, like, swinging it around and we see that the magical barrier is broken. Yeah. Maleficent grabs her scepter and flies away. Um, but it turns out that it wasn't Mal who grabbed the wand. It was Jane because she wanted to make herself beautiful and it's too powerful for her. So that's why it was like waving all around. She didn't mean to break the barrier. It just happened. Yeah. So Maleficent. she can't control it. Or not, Mal takes it from her because she's like, this is not safe for you to have it. And so. Yeah, the game then, runs down. Yeah. As soon as Mal gets it, everyone's like, come on now, give it back. D- don't do evil. Even though Jane just had yeah. it. And actually broke and the actually fucking did do barrier. <laughs> yeah. And she's uh, like, 
uh, wait a damn minute. All yeah. of y'all have been so fucking mean to me. Yeah, Mal's like, but, like, I have no choice. And Ben's like, yeah, you do. And Mal's like, I think I choose to be good. And Ben is like, yeah, like, I know I know you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. Um, Mal turns to all the gang, and she's like, we're not our parents. Like, I know we're all happier being here and being ourselves. Like, you hate stealing. You love dogs. You don't want to be dumb to get the guys. Like, we're happier this way. And she's like, and I like Ben, and I want to be good. Yeah. So all four of them uh, agree to choose to be good. Um, sure. But that's whenever Maleficent flies in. And so Mal immediately is just like, leave. Leave us alone. But Le- Maleficent is like, stupid child. No. Stupid girl. Yeah. Uh, but then Mal throws the wand to Fairy Godmother. But Maleficent then uses her magic to make everyone freeze. So she grabs the wand out of Fairy Godmother's hand. Um, and Maleficent is trying to appeal to her mom. She's like, listen, like, you don't gotta live with so much hate. Like, you ever loved before? It's pretty great. Ma- Mal is saying this to Maleficent. Oh. This is where the names get very confusing. Did I, did I miss that up? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, so, mm, yeah, Mal was just saying, like, love is amazing, and Maleficent calls her weak and ridiculous for falling in love, so, I, again, I guess that she just used a man to get a child, maybe it was an accident, we don't really know. I feel like it was probably an accident. I guess. <laughs> I mean, she, maybe she had a child for the purpose of, like, furthering her uh, evil uh, mission. That makes sense, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she calls her ridiculous for falling in love, Mal says that, like, you've never listened to me, you've never wanted me to be here, and she's like, love is great. Uh, Mal uses a spell to get the wand back. She couldn't have done this earlier. Uh, Maleficent try. oh, she takes her dragon form and starts chasing the kids around the castle. Yeah, everyone's still frozen, by the way. Except for the, the villain's kids. Yeah, so, but then Mal uses the power of their four good hearts to turn Maleficent tiny. Yeah, um, so they have, turns, like, a stare-off, their eyes are, like, bright green. It's something that happened earlier in the movie, it's, like, kind of a callback. Yeah, so it turns out that, like, the power of love in their four hearts was no match to the size of the love in Maleficent's heart, which is the size that she shrank down to. Which was the size of, like, a small lizard. Yeah, so Fairy Godmother tells Mal that, uh, like, it, not all hope is lost, like, if you learn to love, your mom can learn to love too. Um, so Mal returns the wand to Fairy Godmother, everyone unfreezes, and Mal, uh, Fairy Godmother is yelling at Jane, and Mal goes over and she's like, listen, um, this is sort of my fault. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I completely broke all of her confidence <laughs> yeah. and made her think that she was an ugly, horrible an person. An ugly wench. Yeah. She's like, Jane, listen. <laughs> you are beautiful inside and out. Yeah. I'm very sorry that I did this. Well, yeah, and the ridiculous thing, too, is, like, the the actress who plays Jane is, like, very conventionally right. attractive, like, very beautiful. <laughs> There's no way to make her not look like right. that. <laughs> yeah. Um... And, uh, this is when Jane also, after seeing what just happened, she's like, or because Mal is like, you know, like, you should listen to your mom, like, from what she said about beauty on the inside, and Mal, and Jane's like, yeah, I think I do have a pretty good mom, like, sorry, (laughs) sorry, your mom sucks. (laughs) Uh, Mal and Audrey make up, they're not, they don't hate each other anymore. Yeah. Um, and... That's it. The rest of the parents are still on the island. They never left. Yeah. Ben I, and Mal have a moment again. It's, yeah, and then we get to, like, fine. the after party. Yeah, there's they a party sing, at the castle. Where they sing Set It Off. It's a big dance number at the castle with fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the very end, Mal narrates. She's like, this isn't the end of the story. So they, they fucking knew. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Ortega knew. <laughs> Kenny Ortega doesn't do just a plain one movie. <laughs> Except for Hocus Pocus. Well, that flopped pretty hard. <laughs> I love Hocus Pocus. 
I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying back I in the day. I spell on you. There's, there's no way they could have known. <laughs> also, like, the part whenever she's like, ha, they're, like, saying the spell. Yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Halloween time. Well, we're not going to get there this year. No. Um. Then we have the end credits of Descendants with... The song called I Believe by Shawn Mendes. <laughs> I heard this song and I was immediately taken back to my days in retail because this is one of those songs that played every single day, multiple times a day. I'd never heard this song anywhere else besides Kohl's, the department store. I love that they were playing <laughs> the Descendants soundtrack. I mean, yeah. it's a Shawn Mendes song. I didn't still. know this was on the Descendants soundtrack. It took me a while to figure out that it was Shawn Mendes. Yeah. After, like, a year of hearing it, I was like, you know, it sounds like Shawn Mendes. But yeah, um, I have PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Those songs, I, anyone else who has worked in places that play music, you know what I'm talking about. When you hear those songs that only played in those places, and then you get taken back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. That's Descendants. That is Descendants. Um, like I was saying, I, I think this movie would have been more effective if it were not a musical. The, the numbers just seem, like, forced. Yeah, well, they seem out of place. And like I said, there's only six, including Be Our Guest. Yeah. Or, I have eight. What? Yeah, I, <laughs> I have only eight. have six! Wait, no, I have seven. Uh, Do you include Shawn Mendes? No. What? Which ones do you have? I have... Uh, if only, if only reprise. Oh, I don't have if only reprise. Yeah. It was just the same thing. I thought it was a little better. Okay. <laughs> she sings alone to herself. <laughs> so how did you, how did you do the songs? Um, number six, I have the acapella be our guest. Number seven. I thought it was a cop out. Number seven, I have if only. Number five, I have if only. Number six, I have if only reprise. I thought it was a little better than the original. Uh, what do you have for number five so that we can match Number five, up? I have Evil Like Me. Uh, number four, I have Set It Off. Number four, I have Set It Off. Number three, I have Did I Mention. Number three, I have Did I Mention. Number two, I have Rotten to the Core. Number two, I have Rotten to the Core. Number one, I have Evil Like Me. Number one, I have Be Our Guest. <laughs> I liked it! It was fun! <laughs> Listen, th- like I said, first of all, I didn't like the numbers very much. I just didn't think they did a whole lot for the story. And none of them were, like, bops. Yeah, there was... I guess, like, Rotten to the Core and then um, Set It Off were, like, the biggest ones. Because they, like, both involved big dance numbers. Um, I liked Evil Like Me just because I thought it showed off Christian Chenoweth very well. Like, they they had her and they utilized her. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't really care. (laughs) It, It didn't contribute anything to the story. I get why they did it, but it didn't contribute anything. And... Set it off for like an all number end of the musical Kenny it was, Ortega it was, number. No. no, it was not. I good. mean, to be fair though, like we're all in this together. That's not the best one from the first high school musical. Well, no, but it's still like an iconic song. It's still fun, yeah. like upbeat. This is supposed to be, but I just didn't really feel it. I couldn't tell you how set it off goes. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So also, I looked. This was not choreographed by Kenny Ortega. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, maybe if the music was different, I don't know. I've, I have high, higher hopes for the next one, because I feel like they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Kenny Ortega and his sequels, as we've discussed. <laughs> Kenny also, Ortega knows how to do a sequel. I know we're bringing in China Ann McClain, and she's yep. very good. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's just hope for better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Descendants, the first one. What's next? Uh, we have Invisible Sister oh, next. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you rate and rank Oh, I forgot about that. Um, I gave this a three out of five, and I put it number 56 below Don't Look Under the Bed and above Camp Rock 2. 
Yeah, I gave this a two and a half out of five. I put it at number 71. Read It and Weep is above it, and Radio Rebel is below yeah, it. It's, it's a very, like, medium, mediocre. Yeah, again, I can see why people really it liked wasn't this bad. when we were younger. Like, if we were yeah. younger and watched yeah, it, if we, we were, might... if we were, like, children this came out, we'd probably be like, this is the best movie ever! Well, okay, listen, again, the story is there. I love the idea of, like, the children of villains. I think that's very fun. And if we, if I had more time and energy and care, we could go into, like, what this means for the good guys, you know? Because the good guys, are they ever really that good? If they're sending random innocent people away? Yeah, we can really get into them? Um, yeah, the goodness no. of humanity. And <laughs> they're not. <laughs> we did a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. If Chidi were here. <laughs> ugh, I started rewatching The Good Place again today. It's so I good. love The Good Place. <laughs> I love Chidi so much. They said that Chidi and Eleanor were soulmates, and I'm like, yes, they are! <laughs> I love Chidi. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>